yeah, my voice is uh, does not sound like it sounds in my head. No, that's a pretty common trend there. <laughs> I'm quite whiny, aren't I? Should I change my voice? Oh, yeah, you should. Um, you should work on that voice. Can you can you adjust it and in, in post? Yeah, maybe I can get like a voice changer for him or something. Let's change this in post, boys. Fuck it, we're doing it live. Very nice. Front and back. Leader's garment. <laughs> Quite happy. It's alright, isn't it? Looks looks pretty good in that bad boy. Excellent, I think the word you're looking for is. Look at that thing. Looks beautiful, doesn't it? Beautiful. Now, only if you're ready for this. Welcome back to the OTB podcast. We are here live in the Candala Studio, beautiful space, really set up for the sound. Uh, Lester's dialing in remotely from his from his home in the in the Waikato. Lester, how are you, mate? The mighty moot. Yeah, I'm good, man. Good. Yep. No, we were we were supposed yeah. to have um, Cam Cole <laughs> dialing in from Andorra, but he's uh, had some internet issues, so he hasn't been able to make it. Unfortunately, we thought we'd have some great insights from Lenzerheide and. This is just par for the course for this shitty instead, podcast, really. Um, again, it's just a, it's just almost another left on scene situation, but that's all right. We're back. Um, big news: we still have a sponsor this week. Uh, Troy Lee Designs is still on board, so if you want to get yourself a deal on some Troy Lee Designs uh, mountain bike or motocross clothing, go to troyleedesigns.co.nz. Type in OTB podcast or one word at checkout for a fifteen percent discount. No minimum spend required, and you get free shipping on any orders over $100. Uh, only valid for our 10 or so New Zealand listeners, unfortunately. But if all 10 of you guys could go and place an order, that'd be great. Uh, valid through until midnight on the 20th. Um, unfortunately, we've not been approached by uh, either Athletic Greens or Manscaped as yet but I'll keep checking the emails because I'm sure those ones will come in soon. So hopefully we'll get you, so get you guys a discount code. <laughs> Just Very a question true. on the Troy Lee sponsorship. Firstly, thanks to the one person who uh, made an order. I assume, I assume it was huge. <laughs> I hope so. It was you, wasn't it, um, <laughs> I just I just put in my own order just to make it look good and I addressed it to addressed yeah. it to someone else. Doug, the least you could have done is do one yourself as well. Well, I probably will. I do need some knee pads. Um no, my question was around like sponsorships generally both ways. So how big is KB's house that Troy Lee's paying for? <laughs> <laughs> Not that big, my kids share a room. So I just figured he was staying with you because he's getting the extra wing added at the moment. Yeah, that well, yeah, he did turn up in like a Tesla, huh. and he's got a lot of gold on. He is wearing a uh, shirt by the look of it. That's yeah. <laughs> the motherfucker has a college shirt. Yeah. On. I was wondering if it was a skivvy there for a minute, but not quite. Nah, it's just a just a sweatshirt, just a sweatshirt, just another fisherman, but not sponsored. Just oh, a fan, yeah. right. just yeah. a fan of them. Um, if you yeah. want to um, jump on, whoever makes KB's jersey. Just another fisherman. Come on board, big fan. Um, I even go fishing sometimes, so yeah, we'll we'd happily take that on. Um, but um, 
Yeah, go spend some money. Buy some Troy Lee kit. Look good. Be like 2015 BC champ James Rennie. Was it 2015? Yeah, it was 2015. BC Enduro champ. The provincial title, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he won that wearing Troy Lee, as you may have seen on our Instagram story. God, he looked good doing it too, it didn't did he? Right. Pretty youthful, actually. What's happened since then? Yeah. Age. Kids. Age. South. Um, actually, the pinnacle, I'd say the pinnacle of my career was when I got I got a ride with Kona. Thanks, Caleb. And um, he hooked up a deal with Stick at TLD and Stick just said, he sent me a catalogue and said, just tick whatever you want. Did you just circle the front cover? I should have. God, I should have. <laughs> I still I still run the helmet that I got for free. Oh, it was a good time. <laughs> it's it. free. It's for me. <laughs> yeah. Story of my life. Um, speaking that of free, great. I'm just I'm just dual screening here. And last last pod we had a fair bit to say about Crankworks. Crankworks Rotorua has just got another five million dollar funding boost. Really? Oh, boy. Boost is part of a larger eight point one million dollar package across six years. Oh wow. Is that uh, government funded yeah, or local? Crazy. Um, part of the government's major investment or major events fund. Mm. Yeah, I thought so because I think they started getting some of that last year for for the twenty twenty one edition, um, which turned into a no spectators event. But um, yeah, I remember hearing about that as a big part of the government edition uh, uh, initiative to. Uh, to boost up some of these events. So here's, here's that's a, great. another interesting thing there. Um, Crankworks Road Rural received $1 million this year, $700,000 next year, $1 million in 2024, $800,000 the each year from 2025 to 2027. The South Island Summer Series event will receive $750,000 each year. Well, Tell me what they're going to spend that kind of money on. There best be some big old prize money in there. Like that's that's pretty. That's does that's crazy. Does Crankworks does Crankworks need a podcast? Yeah, maybe we can go up there under as media. Surely we can can go do some live uh, some live shows. You'll be there there working. Let's be honest. You'll be there working. You'll be selling e-bikes. Me and we won't. We won't won't be working at Crankworks Rotorua this year. We're going to Cairns instead. Oh, so, and so is the OTB podcast. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, how's our budget? Yeah. If you're paying, we're saying that's a great option. I might, I'm, you know, I know, I know some of the guys that are involved in Crankworks, so we could maybe get some, uh, some, some of that media cash, and you know, we'll do some live podcasts from, from yeah. on the scene, daily reports. When is they? Um, I better not say too many nasty things about them. Then, um, when is it's October yeah, right? over there? I think. Uh, Cairns is October and then Rotorua is November. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, if you haven't listened to the last episode, don't because we love Crankworks and we think it's going to be great. So, <laughs> Especially in Cairns. <laughs> <laughs> the OTV podcast endorses Crankworks 100. as long as there's luxury accommodation in Cairns, all expenses paid. Including hey, actually, I, speaking, of, speaking of Crankworks and um, just – just something I kind of I picked up on. I saw a rumor that there's only going to be 30 riders um, in finals for World Cups next year. That's one of the rumors floating around with Discovery taking it over oh, yeah. from uh, from UCI so they or from the whole, the whole changeover. So they can fit into an hour broadcast. 
Yeah, so that's that's just a well, that's kind of a rumor floating around that I've heard, and I was hoping um, I was hoping Cam was going to be on here to maybe see if there was anything else. But I'd I'd had a message from a from an unspecified Kiwi elite rider, and um, one what of the does things his name rhyme with. I'm not. I'm not rhyming. I'm not going to blow him out. Uh, was it Schmitty Schmasters? No, it wasn't Schmitty Schmasters. He would have left us on scene. <laughs> um, may or may not be his teammate, but he uh, he Give said hand, he, <laughs> they said that uh, it's, <laughs> it's probably it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. I was, so I was thinking about that. Like there's a, Sorry. Yeah, a lot of, uh, yeah, kind of, un- well, not unhappiness, but it sounds like there's a lot of stuff flying around currently in the World Cup and no one really knowing what's going on. Yeah, so, I mean, from what I've deduced from internet land over the week, the riders seem to be getting together to form a bit of a union of sorts or a, or a group to discuss this kind of thing. And then, um, uh, which will be interesting because that obviously means that there's a bit of, unhappy undertones but you think back to the days of freecaster and when they were moving out of freecaster everyone was all doom and gloom oh red bull's going to come and it's going to get ruined and blah 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 from my very checkered memory maybe the first year was a bit patchy but then after that it was pretty legit and it seems to have just gotten better and better every year I think that was just like a, although on that side, I think that was kind of just more of a coverage thing, whereas it sounds like there's going to be more kind of um, event changes. Right, yeah. From what, yeah. I've kind of, what I'm kind of gathering in terms of like how many people will be racing wow. and who can actually get there and that sort of thing. So, so I mean, what, are you day, saying that that, comes would back grow, to, that would grow Crankworks? If well, that's what I was going to say. Is like, imagine, you know, if this is the point where crankworks goes hard and could really throw some even because like the prize money is pretty decent crankworks but maybe now is the point where crankworks can really make some growth in the downhill kind of sector of things and throw more money at it and build a really big series out of it you know maybe red bull jumps in i know red bull seems to be involved to a certain extent but it could be interesting, you know, it could could make that grow a bit more. Maybe you see more guys that just don't show up to Crankworks and, I mean, don't show up to World Cups and become more mm. Crankworks kind of athletes, which, I mean, there's plenty of that going on at the moment. There's dudes who are pretty much just making a living out of, you know, three stops of Crankworks every year sort of thing, or four, whatever it is now. Yeah. So, have thing. you seen any Discovery footage? Like another cycling sport? Um, I have not recently, though. So a lot of the road stuff used to be on Discovery in the US back when the US road scene was a bit bigger. It's not really oh, yeah, a thing yeah. anymore, yeah. but um, like Tora Kelly and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is so, all gravel there now. That's right. It's the future. Gravel's the future. It's the most boring thing to watch. But um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will be interesting though because if the UCI like you said Kerry does leave the door open for someone to sort of backfill that gap say if they go to 30 riders or something like that then it will be interesting to see who actually steps up does Crankworks kind of stay in their lane and have another you know provider come in to take that tier 2 downhill race scene or is this just insider yeah. trading by big mountain bike or big enduro? 
And they're like, if we mm. cut the number of downhillers, that becomes the real F1, and then everyone else just races enduro now. Probably. This is just like the big farmer, but exactly. big mountain biking. Just Yeah, this is just another lead-on from gravel racing. Yeah. I yeah. agree. That, does it make it more elite, do you think, cutting it down to 30? It definitely will, but does it then become almost, well, not unattainable, but like the cool thing used to be you could go – as a Kiwi to Europe, buy a van, hopefully qualify and do some World Cups against the fastest guys in the world. Now, privateer life is pretty much will be over just about, like because there's no stepping stone. Will it, will it will it elevate things like the IXS Cup and things like that? Though you know, like we talked, I think last show about that, and you know, some of these guys maybe need to focus more on some of the second tier level of series rather than going and trying to just chase World Cups when they're kind of don't have the experience to qualify so maybe it maybe it elevates some of these other series to be a bit bigger um because they maybe have more you know more faster guys showing up to be fair from a from a rider's perspective i'd be pissed because i'm like fuck you know like when it went down to 60 that makes it even harder to qualify so it gets even more tricky um if it goes to 30 like fuck you know the top 30 guys in the world are, are gnarly but then from a fans perspective of watching from new zealand i mean sometimes i could just watch the top 10 and you know kind of you know the top 28 you know 20th to 10th sometimes you could take it or leave it because the racing really gets good when you get down into usually the last the last 10 guys so you're sort of like from the outside you know the visual watching online sort of thing that probably doesn't make that much of a difference but yeah for the guys who are trying to race and show up to be competitive you know, to try and qualify in that then yeah they're kind of screwed so from a coverage perspective you're no. probably right like you like i could sit down pretty comfortably and sit through an hour you know probably be an hour long show if they're including like ads or whatever i guess they build it for broadcast but you have top 30 riders and you can sit there and be invested in the whole thing where at the moment if you're sit, to sit there and watch the whole Elite men's, I don't even know how long it takes because I never watch it live. But, you know, I'm always skipping through, oh, yeah, this guy, um, you know, mm. whatever. Yeah. And some of that's maybe because you, you've already heard some loose spoilers of the race or whatever. But um, maybe it means you're more invested in, in those 30 rather than spreading it across the 60. Speaking of that, you know what really grinds my gears? You go into Red Bull TV and, you know, you can scroll along the bottom and you can see the rider's name so you can jump to people's runs. Yeah. Mm. But it shows up their fucking time as well. So you'll like, you'll be like, oh, I want to skip ahead to start watching from whoever. And then you see like, oh, they've done a 251. Like, <laughs> oh, they've, they've fucked it. So I'm going to go to the next rider. And then you're like, oh, they're on a two, you know, like three minutes. So they've, they've had a crash or something. I'm just like, don't put the times on there. Just just put the writer's name. That's all I want to know. I don't know why they need to put the times on. I didn't notice that. Is that just on like a desktop experience? Possibly, yeah. The worst yeah, is, thing is that like, I've seen that before and I never even thought, I just, I don't even think I've ever written, read the number, but I've seen the numbers there and I always thought it was like the time they are through the broadcast. Oh, no, see, it's their race time because it show, it'll show, like, Laurie Greenland, like, 301 or whatever, and you're like, yeah. oh, damn it, I just saw, like, someone going to the hot seat on a 250, so I know that he's, like, 10 seconds back or whatever. That's a rip. But, yeah, rip. it's when you pay attention. You'll see that now and you'll, you'll get, yeah, you'll it's get gonna pissed off. Yeah, it's going to spoil it every time. 
you don't get that on the Apple TV experience. Yeah. You kind of just scroll and hope. Scroll and hope, see if you can find it. Anyway, we probably should jump into Lenserhide. We've spent 15 minutes talking about Crankworks and Discovery. Um, good race. Quite dry. Some new sections. I complained last show that, you know, it was kind of didn't really change much, but they'd thrown a new section at the top, which looked pretty good. Seemed to have um, lots of people crashing and trying to find the right line for, um, you know, during practice. But then they showed none of that new section in their yeah. coverage. So that was cool. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see what had happened up there because like watching the broadcast, you could see that that was obviously a, a pretty pivotal piece of track, but we didn't get to see it. But then it blows me away that like this new bit of track is such a revelation. But from watching it, I'm like, it's just some fucking off camber. Like, is it? Is the have the tracks got so stale now that everyone's lost their mind about a fresh piece of track because they can't work out how to ride it? I'm like, wow, yeah, I don't know. It, the track's just so cookie cutter repetitive now because it's just like never anything new can't they just cut off like go around a couple of different trees cut inside of a turn instead of going around a berm for once just take some shit differently and add some intrigue to this to these tracks yeah it'll be interesting there because i guess how many i've done a bunch of racing on that same track right and then you go back and there's a big hadn't changed really yeah so i guess they've got their lines, their breaking points, their speed pretty much, you know, mm. you can turn up and do pretty much a blind run at a pretty good wicket, I'm sure. But then you throw a new section like that in and it's, and there was multiple lines in it, mm. multiple ways. Yeah. To, I don't know if everyone was riding the same line by the end, by, by race run or not, but um, yeah, and I guess can it's Can you not imagine having to know. burn that sucker in? Like B practice. It was a bit weird yeah. too, I think. So that would have been. Right. Right. It was just grass to start with, wasn't it? It wasn't like they chipped it. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, they just had a weed There were some down. good crashes in there. There's some good social media yeah. coverage going on, people's Instagram stories and stuff. Yeah, that was unreal. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I just kind of. This is what I, this is the one thing I really like about AWS is they generally don't go back to the same place year on year. Like it usually most of the venues change each year, even though they might go to them kind of rotating every second year or whatever. But it's like, can we just, can we step outside some of these usual places instead of going back to the same tracks every single year? Yeah. But there's the counter argument to that. Like Formula One goes to the same tracks every year pretty much. Is it, are we, are we looking for that? pinnacle you know get the heritage around the course sort of thing or is it better to mix it up i, I think it's better to mix it i up. think we're in such a different type of terrain that because everything changes all the time that we should mix it up yeah i mean arguably let's just say the course was exactly the same as it was last time they raced there would it have changed enough in terms of the surface and things like that and rocks coming through or getting covered up that it would be different enough that you couldn't compare times really that closely anyway mm. be within Kui right it would be pretty close still yeah yeah mm. it'd be pretty close so maybe but also maybe that's part of the intrigue is like he did a 420 last time and now he's on a 430 you know like mm. they're going slower or they're going faster or whatever so you can compare mm. year on year which is quite an interesting thing maybe they just need to be like okay well how many rounds have we got this year eight rounds or something um, yeah, eight rounds, I think so. Um, maybe they just need to say, "Well, we're just going to do you. You can have four 
you've got to have four new tracks and you can run four of the same as what you've had before. Mm. And the venues could be, be the good same, to see some... different tracks. Like you say, like how hard is it to yeah. tape something different? Well, most of these places are bike parks and they have all these different tracks. Yeah. Like surely they can link something different up and, you know, throw some, you know, instead of going around this left-hand turn down here, let's cut it left like 100 metres up the track and we'll go down through this grass section. And, I don't know. It's not that. It doesn't seem that hard to do. But Yeah. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not riders just organising or building World Cups. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, one of the only benefits of COVID was the fact that St. Anne and Fort William went away for a few years, I reckon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then oh, this year going back was a bit... It was kind of fresh again, you know? Yeah, definitely. Saying it'll be the same. Like, are we going there pretty soon? Yeah, a couple of rounds time, three rounds. I don't, I don't know, know when we last went there. 2019. 2019, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty long stint away from somewhere like St. Anne, which had like an event mm. every year for yeah. 20 years, I think. And they've, they used to change it up quite a bit. Well, not quite a bit, but it that used to get lines changed in that, but mm. I think that had kind of gone a lot sort of same, same for a few years, but because um, they've got quite a bit of stuff that they can kind of mix and match. So mm. it'd be interesting to see what some of these ones come up with. I'd like to see some races go back to like Japan and places like yeah, that. Like that old Japan World Cup looked insane. Yep. It looks so good. That was mean. So I guess you yeah, as well. Maybe. That'd be interesting, eh? Yeah. Because, yeah. well, I mean, it's the like the company that runs the AWS, and, I mean, AWS is obviously very keen to have races just, you know, outside of Europe. So maybe that does change things up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Round back in Rotorua. Yeah. Be that'd be very it. cool. It'd be awesome to see a World Cup here again. That would be sick. Yeah. Um, but what well, about the racing? Any, any highlights out of the racing itself? Well, I suppose we should talk about that. I mean, I guess kicking it off, we had Jenna Hastings in, um, in third. She had another solid yeah. podium there. So good good result for her. She's definitely, um, there's those three, is it Gracie, Jenna and uh, Phoebe, Gale. Phoebe Gale definitely seem to be kind of a step above all the other girls and the juniors. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how she kind of keeps progressing. I think she's kind of found her feet a bit more, you know, and had like that first place qualifier at Lear Gang and, was um was getting some speed up so mm. great result there and then um Lockie Stevens McNugget in uh second in junior men yeah that was sick more yeah. importantly he rode practice in shorts yes, really he's bringing shorts back to downhill huh I did not know that that's they're cool. coming back they're back <laughs> I just NZ to get your shorts yeah and and, shorts. Uh, I see Bernard Kerr raced finals in a short sleeve shirt yeah, he held it. He held it. Yeah, he, he held, held it. Pants yeah. in a short sleeve jersey. Yeah. Oh, not allowed to do that in New Zealand, though. Bike NZ rules state your elbows have got to be covered. Yeah, true, true. Ain't no helmet at a, a national round here. That's um, Lockie's, Lockie's second, though. He was just over a second back of uh, Jackson, I think. So I reckon there's still, I reckon he could still win a race. I've yeah, still got 100%. that. He could still win a World Cup for the end of the season. Yeah. By all accounts, I wouldn't have said that. Until this race, yeah, I've got faith. Yeah, I reckon he's the pace he had at the national series. I reckon he's got it. He he's got the potential there. Just hearing about what, um, just on podcasts and wrap up shows and whatever that I've listened to this week, um, they 
Elliot Jackson, I think it was, was riding with him in Warzine and he just said everyone that they were riding with, including Finiles, was just like, this kid is insane. He's way too fast and way too good. And obviously he's yeah. been doing a lot of riding in Warzine. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see where he's come from and mm. see where he's heading. Pretty rad. Yeah, it'll, um, it'll all start coming together for him. Yeah. I think he'll... Um, because he's in his last year of under nineteen this year, so I mean, I would, I would hope that Union or someone keeps him, you know, keeps him on board as he moves into elite. Because he's definitely got a lot of potential there. Yeah, or as, yeah, it'll be well, interesting to see if if somebody else picks him up. I mean, I don't know how long. It's I mean, he's been, he's been. I mean, he's like for New Zealand, he was like a step above the juniors. Like he shouldn't have even been racing the junior class at the national series this year because he was just dominant. Like he was top three elite times most of the time and I mean we haven't seen anyone do that for a long time mm-hmm. out of Since juniors uh, no I think you'll be incorrect there well I did get it no I did get a third overall as a junior once so it was there was that Solid. Um, hey do you know what I was I was thinking the other day we talked in a in an early episode about how Blinky is the all time world uh, not world cup national series winner Um he, it turned out it was handy. No, self-proclaimed. Um, but I was thinking about it. Blinky is the youngest elite downhill national series winner and the oldest because he won a race. He won an elite national when he was technically still a junior. Remember, he beat yep. Fabian at Napier. Yep. That was his first national yeah. win when he was still a junior, and he won a national national round this year at like age thirty-four or whatever he is now. I can't think of anyone that would have been older than that winning a national round. Rank it. Nah, he was well done by that. Was he? So I was like, I was like, hey, he's bookended it. He's been the youngest and the oldest. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Certainly the youngest. Yeah, he must be the oldest. Rankin was kind of done by that. Nah, he was like, Rankin definitely wasn't really winning races after he was 30, I don't think. So, yeah, just a little a little sidebar there. Hey, did you... <laughs> Back to the Lear Gang race and talking about juniors, did you guys see Luke Meyer-Smith's crash in his qualifying run? Lear Gang or Lenzer Hyde? No, nah, Lenzer Hyde. So you know how there's that jump over the bridge kind of right before the finish line into the left-hander? Yeah. yeah. He jumps and just goes straight ahead through the turn and out through the barriers. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, like he overcooked it, didn't make the turn. I think it's on his social media and just blows out and through the penis. He's still qualified though. He got back on his bike and got through. Crazy. He's still qualified. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, how's um, Andreas Kolb coming into the finish and he gets loose, like clips his pedal on one of the pegs just before you hit onto the, the last oh. push one drop? Man, he got... one that bunny hopping. Yeah, he actually... I think he actually hit his right hand pedal on the right, on the like other side pole. Oh, just before that. Just before yeah. That? Yeah, and then he got loose and man, he's... It's like... Yeah, it would have been catastrophic if he'd gone off there. You mentioned the series of events that could have happened there as you like blow your feet off and still kind of try to keep committing to it so you could get back on oh. to make that drop and then your front end drops off the drop or something. It could have gone so bad. Yeah, that would have been no good. Oh, you've got your, you've got your Meyer Smith. Oh, was it Remy Meyer Smith? Mm. It was the brother. It wasn't Luke Meyer Smith. My bad. Ah. It was the younger brother. He pretty much goes one bounce. Yeah, he bounces and then just goes out through the bounce. Oh, true. And he qualified. Yeah. yeah. Oh, crazy. Um, uh, how about um, the women's race? Jess Blewett was back. She slotted into ninth. 
So it's a good result for her. Top yeah, that's pretty solid. Top she's she's solid result. seconds back or something, I think, hey, which is not bad. Yeah, and I mean, she's come back from what she break her collarbone, I think, and so good result there. I mean, we could have had some insight from GT team coach, but he didn't make it. So uh, no thanks to Cam Cole on that one. But the one that I was pretty excited to see back was Rachel Atherton. Yeah, um, that was that was cool to see her back racing, and um, she looked she looked pretty good. I watched her run, um, slotted into seventh. So. As pretty solid, I'm sure that's she was. That's right. Sixth. Right. I, why did I have seventh? She qualified seventh. Ah, okay. I think I might have looked at the qualifying results. Yeah, that's right. It was sixth because it was only just off the podium, which is fucking impressive. There must have been yeah. some girls behind, like behind her, going like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's nuts. Eh? I she mean, looked, like real good when uh, you see her in like, the final raw for mm, the trip stuff. Yeah, Damn, she looked good, and I was like, she, "She'll podium." I, I think the only thing she'll be like lacking is just getting that speed back just getting comfortable at speed again like yeah and a bit of strength probably like you know yeah there's not really a substitute for racing either. Nah. yeah do you reckon that she so, is this like the confirmation that yeah she's into it and she's going to push again or are we just going to see her that once and then she'll be over it well i would assume she'll be at andorra this weekend you'd hope so you know if she's done that here like sure she feels comfortable enough to go to andorra and yeah have another it's pretty impressive, it. eh? Because she was coming off of some serious injury and then having a baby, which is traumatic mm. in itself, and and then not doing that much <laughs> riding. I mean, it does sound like she's been riding their bike park a bit, but like you say, Red Dog, yeah. no no replacement for racing. Yeah, I mean, having a kid, we've all got kids. That takes a toll on uh, on the mum for sure. <laughs> it's like pretty. Pretty cool to see her back with her little kid there in tow, and um, yeah, just yeah, just missing impressive. the podium. That's pretty impressive. It'd be like I could definitely if she was like, ah, oh, you know, like I'm done. You know, like that was cool, mm. and that was kind of all I wanted to do was get back and do it. I could be like, fair enough, but I would hope that she keeps racing because I think like you give her next season, I reckon she could come back and she'd be battling for wins. Oh, easy. If she wanted to, yeah, I reckon easy. I reckon so too. I and I reckon that's got to be her goal, right? Like, yeah. surely she, if she's got to come back, she wants to go back to the top. So she was basically... Was probably a bit of a tester, really. What are we talking here? 20... Nah, she was like 15 uh, seconds yeah. back. Yeah, yeah it was about really 15, bad. I think. But yeah, it's around about that. Um, 11. 15. 15. Yeah, 15. Do I need to calculate this for the calculator? Which, I mean, you look at... You look at Miriam and Kenny, yeah, and like, those two are dominant. Yeah. Oh, it's it is crazy. Like, I mean, if you go so, I mean, back, from, yeah, back from third place, right? Is. So seven seconds, six seconds, really. Um, Which is only four seconds off getting on the podium. Yeah, like I can't imagine imagine that she's been punishing the German stuff like that. Surely not. No. Nah. I mean, I don't imagine she's yeah, also yeah. done nothing, but um, she, training would have been number two or number three on her list of things to do. Yeah. And then you say 15 seconds back, but then you also look and Cammy was four and a half seconds back and Miriam. So yeah. that's like, that's, it was a big win, a big win margin for Miriam. So yeah, it's like, sure. it, you know, that kind of reduces that amount even more. So mm. yeah, it'll be, I hope she keeps racing. Like, it'll be cool to see her back in the mix next year. 
because she would definitely add a good um another good good face to that battle and um she's she's like one win off being tied with Anne Caro I think for world cup wins it's Is something she? like yeah, that right. like it's really tight so I could imagine that being a little bit of motivation like you know put put the effort into another season and like she'd be oh she's the same age as me um 87 yeah so she'd be you know she's she's coming up 35 um and i mean she probably looks at manara and being like well fuck that that dude's 40 yeah and like just got a podium so she's still got some good potential years left there Mm. if she wants to yeah that's true for sure um Um, i made some notes holy shit yeah it was a impressive that was a run she's she's got some speed man that was that was a pretty impressive win four that was four and a half seconds that was maybe the fastest of it ever think she's looked yeah yeah she looked dialed and then um she had was it it was that run uh she had like a big swap out and like held it together was it yeah, this week she, was that last round I'm getting getting mixed she up. She got now. she got pretty swapped coming into. Oh, she had like a big sort of step point. on some off camber or something. Yeah. Like it was it was this Pretty round as when you come into some roots, they go over some roots into a right hand turn, yeah. and she had the big big like rear entry, like the back end just stepped out on her. She just stays clipped in the whole time, gets gets back running and and smashed it. So yeah, she's mean down to down to a hundred points between her and well, Camille's got the lead by a hundred points with what have we got like one two about four rounds to go i guess it is so could um could start getting a bit tighter between those two because if miriam kind of kind of pulls it back but those two have definitely been the um the dominant two this season for sure Mm. um yeah valley's sort of looking less and less experienced somehow yeah i was just gonna say what are we what are we thinking there She's a bit like the female Finn Isles, like yeah. all the speed, but has kind of yet to find their feet to win a, you know, to kind of win or be consistently in that top three sort of thing. Like, I mean, Finn was obviously awesome this round, but um, yeah, they almost seem a bit similar on their trajectories and that, that side of things. Yeah, that's true. Eh? Yeah, interesting. Uh, and saying that, Finn yeah, had I a think, bit of a crack in weekend. Yeah. I think I think Valley will come around. I think she's just kind of needs that experience. Like she's trying too hard, maybe. Just needs to yeah, dial it back a little bit. Last time I like maybe it's the pressure that she's putting on herself as well. Maybe it's best to just mm. dial it back and just be like, right, I'm just gonna finish this well instead of trying to win. But maybe mm. maybe that's what she tried to do. <laughs> Who knows? It's, it's funny because you like you're looking at these, you know, like, well, she's second year in elite now. And um, you kind of, like, look at them thinking, like, yeah, they've got it all figured out. But, man, they're still young. Like, I mean, she's still pretty young, you know. Like, it's probably still just so much mentality of, like, I've just got to win. I've just got to win. Like, I just want to win sort of thing. And maybe just needs a little bit of calming. And But she's definitely got the speed. So mm. she'll come around. Yeah, I think so. I mean... You get, I mean, how many years have been saying that? Line, eh? When did she turn, go elite last year? Last year. Last yeah, year. Right. So, so she's only in her second year of elite. Yeah, okay. I'll give her that. Yeah. She won it her first year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. So it's there. But I guess 
finding that fine line between crashing your brains out and still being fast enough to win. Yeah. When you're young, you just go as fast as possible, and if you crash, you crash. Reminds me of a young Scarlett Hagen. She was fast as fuck, and then she had some huge crashes because she was a bit like that. Just was so fast, but just would just push too hard, I think, sometimes, and have these huge... Well, I mean, her crashes were catastrophic. Oh, like I mean, she had some big injuries. Big injuries. But, um, on the track, I had a question from a listener. Um, you may or may not be familiar with him. I think he has something to do with some sort of website. Uh, Tom Bradshaw um, sent us in a, in a listener question. What's his name rhyme with? Uh, Tom Bradshaw. Okay. Rhymes, rhymes with that. Tom Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he said... Euro lines like that, uh, like that cut main corners, like on that right left after the bridge, shouldn't be allowed. It looks low level on camera. Discuss. Do you know the one he's talking about? They came over a bridge, uh, and then there was like, there was a right left switchback, and everyone was going inside inside on it, to the point where that was just became the main line. Out in the open, probably three quarters of the way down. Off a bridge. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah, went over okay, a bridge. I don't know yep. Yeah. Um, I've got no problem with it. I think the camera could have maybe been positioned a little bit better so you could kind of see it better, but I don't know. That was fine. Oh, it's it's, where, it's where Brooke crashed. Yeah, where Brooke crashed, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think sections like that you've got to make them tighter because they've all got dart fish and shit like that now and they're doing so much filming they know which one's the fastest line so you've if you're giving the option to go inside inside yeah. at least make it close with the outside outside the problem i have with the way was actually the way they taped that corner because they hadn't taped far enough down so when you went inside you just literally cut square across yeah. the track again yeah whereas if i taped it a little bit further both ways so you still had to make a right and left turn mm. that would have changed the whole outcome of it so that's probably my opinion of it that just wasn't taped quite well enough because it just was so obvious like you just turned right and you went straight, straight. across straight on a 90 across the other or you know perpendicular across the other track and then you hooked the left like if you actually were still having to make the right left, but it was slowing down a lot, that would have kept things way more consistent with the outside. Yeah, so, probably. I should agree. be allowed, but should just be taped better. Maybe I'm all for it. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna leave an option open, it can't be that obvious. Yeah, you've got to. Well, yeah, I mean, at least a bunch of it. track there, which is doing nothing really at the end of the day, aren't you? Yeah. Um. Uh, another. All right, go, go ahead, Lester. Oh, no, I was just going on a bit of a tangent there, but you go. Uh, we had another question. Uh, basically, it just said, Tohoto's hat, question mark. Yeah. I, I've got it. I want like, to deep dive here. Deep I'm dive. I'm going to do a deep dive. I'm I'm glad I wasn't the only hat. one who was, was like, wearing. what the? His LA hat. <laughs> yeah. I was sort of like, surely there's a Mondraker hat or no, uh, maybe a Troy Lee hat. Or, the next shot of him, he's in the background they were showing a shot of somebody in the hot seat and he was in the background and he had a Mondraker hat on then. So obviously whoever uh, was in charge was like, Oi. yeah. 
Yeah, well, if you're MS cool. Mondraker, are you pissed? You would be, but you'd probably also be like, this is this dude's kind of first big hit out at this whole being a pro yeah. thing. And he probably didn't think about it. Not mad, just but, disappointed. Yeah, yeah. But how totally. did he get an LA hat, like, on the podium or on the hot seat? Someone... Yeah, that's a good question. Well, a sun smart thing. I can appreciate it. He's probably just being sun, sun smart. smart. Oh, you're yeah. a ginger, no, so I you need to be sun smart. Mate, I mean, yeah. hey, who knows? Maybe it was someone in the crowd was like, hey, put this hat on your head. Who knows? You're getting sunburned. Yeah, surely, I guess for like, we can get some inside intel from someone on that. Someone at Mondrake is, well, you know, someone in the team's free, but like, ah, fuck, like, yeah. here's this, you know, 20 seconds of interviewer weaver prime on the TV show right as it starts pretty much, and we don't have any logos on there. And they're probably a bit, a bit frustrated. Do you right. think LA was stoked? Lance Armstrong. Dr. Dre is very happy. Yeah, no, fully, that was an interesting one. Um, I, I, I kind of made some little notes, just, well, a couple, literally, of things that stood out to me over the whole men's field. Um, Finn Isles yeah. on the left hander that everyone was kind of like scrubbing around. They had the camera shot was front oh. on where he basically yeah, hard dragged. That was insane. And actually nasty. Interesting. He like the difference between what he did and what say Aaron Gwynn did was chalk and cheese. Like it didn't even look like the same corner. It was same crazy. with Peron. Peron just Piron. like jumped it out straight, yeah, yeah. like mm. out to flat. Interestingly, Peron did that as well, and then he pedaled before the next piece. And I don't, yeah. I didn't see anyone else yeah. pedal. In fact, that was one thing in Peron's run which stood out to me was he was putting pedals in where, like, he would put three pedals where everyone else was doing one. Like, yeah, mm. that his run was really impressive. I thought. I mean, his runs are always pretty impressive, but often quite ragged. And he didn't have his yeah. ragged look to him. He just looked pretty precise, but very focused and and powerful Finn's um Finn's run was was good though man he took a like was it like a two and a half second lead or something when he came through like I was sort of looking at that I looked at it going man he could win this and then I kind of started going uh maybe not maybe he'll get pushed back and I was surprised he actually still I was a little bit surprised he still ended up in second to be honest like I thought he was going to get pushed back further I thought his run um, looked more dialed than I've seen him do a run, a full run before. He looked solid. Yeah. Like he just looked, yeah, he did. He looked real, real clean, real fast. So what do we think is going on under the sock? Is, that got a, is there a Bosch motor under there on his bike? Uh, nah, specialized. It's probably, probably, bike, probably Broser if it's Broser. specialized. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But interestingly, like just again, from what I picked up on the net, seems like he's pretty happy with that bike, but also the construction of that being pretty similar to the Atherton bike. Super cool. Um, it's mm. pretty rad. And, you know, everyone's going on about how they're obviously developing this new bike. But, like, let's say that they've, okay, we're happy with the kinematic, we're happy with how the bike sits and the geometry and all that. Then do they have to then go into next run of development, developing the new layout for the frame or what? Or yeah. are they just... Because surely this is just like a rapid... pro. Well, yeah. This is just a rapid prototyping style, I reckon, surely. 100%. Exactly. But it's do... Well, I guess there's two ways they could go. One is they go, okay, we're going to now produce this bike out of carbon or alloy but it's a bit stupid if you're rapid prototyping a bike out of carbon and then building it in alloy that doesn't make sense to me um but do they then go well now we've got to figure out the layout for this or does the layout not even matter on a downhill bike because you've got so much travel and 
all the rest of it going on. Nah, because you still you still need like if the frame goes too stiff, like it's going to ride like shit. So they're still going to need to build flex and everything into it. Exactly. So so then it's not really, in my thinking, not super cost effective. So maybe they're just going to go. Well, we're just going to build them like the Atherton bike because we can do them mm-hmm. really small numbers. Because like how many hundred full downhill bikes are they selling now? Not many. What do you mean downhill bike? Downhill bikes aren't a big seller. What do you mean? <laughs> like, you can almost say downhill bike. Downhill yeah, exactly. Bike, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they used to obviously do a lot of them back in the day, but you don't see them anymore. So I don't even know if there's, you're a, them, but. there's another. There's a show listener. No name rhymes with Schmiss Schmandekop, <laughs> and him and I have a theory around race chassis. So we think that one day downhill will be at a point where it's kind of like Formula One. You can never buy that car, but companies are using it as an R&D platform and they're going for like the pinnacle of performance. And like Nico Mullally and like what Specialized is doing, they're going to just build chassis to race. You can never buy it. And it's just for racing 100% so if you're going to do that do you, you think that's it. where we'll go I, I think it is and I reckon that's maybe where they're heading I mean the UCI yeah. well maybe this is going to you've got to have 200 well I know this is an other UCI sport you've got to have 200 minimum run of 200 or something for it to qualify to yeah homologation yeah so but 200 I don't know if that fits I don't that know if can't fit into downhill racing though because Nico's Nico ain't making 200 bikes like he explained yeah. it I can't remember what the story was but he explained it did he use his works exemption rule uh yes <laughs> um uh, yeah so I thought but that was then, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see where that goes like do they then start building a carbon front end to develop off or do they just go right we're just going to run it like this or do they do yeah, that's a good point because remember when Specialized did that bike that Gwyn first started with on Specialized, that demo that had the kind of that offset kind yeah. of shock with the single sided tube thing. And that thing was like, I think it was too stiff, or and they yeah. were having heaps of issues with that yeah. chassis on that. And they were having to like, they were constantly kind of like changing things on it to try and get some flex into it. And so, yeah, it's like, it's a good point. Yeah. But I think now, these days with that sort of thing, like they use this thing called FEA analysis, which shows all the flex points and everything. Like you can literally just lay it up on a computer yeah, and pretty much get it as yep. good as it's going to work in the real world. Yep. And so they can take their current bike and they can see where the flex points are and they can pretty much build stuff. Yeah, that's right. So and I guess similar. you could build a mold before you do your layup schedule anyway. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, remember remember the last bike we saw with a giant shock, uh, giant sock over the that area. Do you think this Specialized has two shocks in it? Oh. Yes. Does it, does it have two air shocks potentially? Maybe they've licensed two stage. Um, the future is air. But yeah. didn't Common Cell do that with their latest one? Didn't they sock that thing up? Yeah, yeah they did, but... Way to don't don't blow out the joke. Um, yeah, the future is still here. <laughs> is the future just mixed wheel for downhill? Because there ain't many. Uh, I, think, in field. I think it depends on how tall you are. I think if you're a taller guy, then ben, a full twenty nine is fine. Ben Marco Langes was on yeah. mixed wheel, wasn't he? Benoit from accounts runs a mixed wheel. Yeah, yeah. Benoit. All right, he's still right, there. He's pretty tall. He's back, and he's one of the tallest dudes there. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, 
I wouldn't. I, it's one of those things. Like, I guess. I mean, I'm sure these guys have tested it, and especially Common Sale, they seem to be pretty on top of the whole race program thing. I'm sure they've done, you know, back to back testing and everything to kind of side. I mean, we saw Peron go back to a full 29er at Fort William. Um, what was the odds? So sure didn't, didn't actually pay that much attention. He must now that I think about it. Just so, yeah, I don't know. I wonder. Interesting. It'll be interesting. But it, it's, yeah, I mean, within one season, we've seen most of the field take it on. So, interesting. Um, yeah, good good question. Uh, one one note I had here was um, Dakota Norton's run. Yeah. I mean, Rennie will use his very good qualifying position to, you know, argue with me that that intense works and that Gwyn could still get a podium, but I still don't see it coming. Um, Are you worried? No. Gwyn's in a, Gwyn finishes 11th. The bike is obviously capable of winning or getting very close. We're going for six. He's got a web series talking about how he's going for six. Are we worried? I mean, all it's going to, I mean, even if he does get a podium, it's only going to cost me 20 bucks worth of beers. So. What's the six beers you bought tonight? Was that well, I'm actually, payment? I'm, Early I'm, payment because you knew it was done. I'm prepaying you for like four of them actually. So this is you should have bought the oh, beers. This, this works. I see. Yeah, this is how it works. I didn't even think about that. God damn it! He's admitted defeat, Chris Vandercock. If you if you want, I mean, Schmish Vandercock. If you don't mind just dropping those six beers off, I'll take payment now. <laughs> <laughs> Prepaid. But anyway, did you think Gwen could get eleventh though? Really? Well, isn't that his second 11th this season? No, he was a bit worse than that last time, wasn't he? No, I think he's had two 11ths this two season. Um, Shows how much of a Gwen fan I am, even though I back him. I still like the guy, but I just don't think he's going to podium. But um, I saw his run and I thought he was Dakota going, was, but he didn't. Dakota was looking good, though. I um, Hell yeah. But fuck, that was an unfortunate place to crash onto that wooden step down. Like, yeah. what a shitter of a place to slide out like that. Uh, but that, it was giving me the shits watching dudes like missing that stump on the inside of the left coming into it by like what seemed like millimeters. There was so many people just like just barely getting past it. It was pretty, pretty loose. That one in the, um, the like bone log coming out of the bush. Where they're like oh, getting yeah. onto the um, they always run wide to there, man. They were like oh, yeah. firewood from eating it off the side, eh? Someone went onto the road one year, didn't they? Like a few years Finn, back, wasn't it? Was it oh, Finn? I yeah. he, like, it. he went off the side. Yeah, yeah he went yeah. off the side of it at the start and ended up down on the road. That's right. Yeah, that one looks sketchy because they are coming in there hot. Like I watched Peron's run, his race run GoPro this morning, and man, yeah, like he comes into there and they are right on the edge of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but Manado, back in third. I was. Yeah. Um, I'm. I may or may not have said in a group in a group chat this week that um, or last week that I didn't think he had the speed to get on the podium anymore. But what I'm actually what I'm actually claiming that is is tough love, because last time I said that he went and won world champs. <laughs> So every time I doubt him, he comes back and proves that he's still got it. Does this does so, this also prove that he listens to the podcast? Yes, 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 hundred percent. He's a listener. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, big fan. He's an early adopter. He's part of the early adopters network, I believe. 
Are you part of the One Life crew, Kieran? I don't think I am. Mm. No, no, I don't think I've made. I don't think I've made it into the inner circle. Didn't he have no. like twenty nine of his family there, or something crazy like that? Something like that. Was that to match his wheel size? Maybe. This is all weird <laughs> conspiracies. Eh? It was a. This is a this is Illuminati right? kind of shit, right? Yeah. yeah. What have we just uncovered? Like he hasn't really performed all year. And nah. He pulls that, that out. He's, I mean, he's been pretty good. I think it's pretty good. I feel like he's been pretty good at Lens of Hyde in the past, yeah. but yeah, I still wasn't expecting a third. Like that was, that was yeah. a solid run. Yeah. He just—it's incredible the way that he can just keep pulling this shit out. Like he's forty years old this year. And is it? Is that the difference though? Like he can pull it out, but not not every weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's probably it. I think so. It's probably part of it. Uh, yeah. How many weeks is it since the last round? Oh, it's been probably four weeks. Yeah, it was like a yeah. month between, I yeah. think. So, yeah, I mean, a lot can change in, in four weeks. And yeah. it was only like one point a bit back. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was that far back. Like, he was right behind Finn. Yeah. So, great, great result for the old goat. That's for sure. Yeah, I reckon. We had a... Uh, we had show favorite, uh, hashtag believe in Benoit, the hashtag that we haven't actually started, but we'll keep keep going with we'll it on the show anyway. Um, on the box, another fifth place for him. So that was that was pretty solid from the big the big giant. He's um he's just a consistent podium guy now. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's incredible. He's just one of the guys that you're like, oh yeah, they got got on the box again. He's um he's stepped up so much in the last couple of years. It's been pretty I, the good. The same could be said for Andreas Kolb. His run was real impressive too. I thought he looked oh, real. Kolb's the ultimate sleeper. Real good. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read my show notes? Because that's literally what oh, I say. Is Kolb is the ultimate sleeper. Yeah. Oh, Kolb's the ultimate yeah. sleeper. Definitely. Rennie, last last year Red Dog here, a few times he picked Kolb as his sleeper at Kolb races. Guy. The guy that you wouldn't expect to do good that would pull out a result. But man, that was a that was a good result. I um. Those Atherton bikes look good. Yeah. Him and Charlie Hatton, they're looking, they look like they work really well. Yeah, fifth and seventh. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. You can't question the bike at that point. A fifth, sixth, and a seventh. If you talk about yeah, Rachel, true, as well. Rachel as well. Yeah. Um, no, that bike looks good. Like, I was actually, I was really watching Cobb's bike and his run, and it just, it reminds, you know, it's got a DW style link in it, and it actually reminds me of the, like the iron horses when they were in their prime like it's just really stuck to the ground and looks mm. looks real dialed so that's pretty cool i think you'll find it's a six bar is it a six bar six now bar. well yeah. no it's a d it's, it's designed, designed by dw yeah but it's like a six bar deal five bar six bar seven bar goes up and down um, yeah that's it yeah i agree though that they're looking pretty good that team's Team's looking pretty good. They needed something good because surely the Spanos are being like, oh, we're losing all the, the marquee riders are all kind of retiring. Yeah, G and Rachel. and Yeah. Um, like, is G going to come back next year, I wonder? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. He's, I mean, he's, he didn't have a lot of success in the last couple of seasons before this injury that, yeah. you know, yeah. like, he wasn't, setting the world on fire but again he's not someone that I'd count out so mm. 
Um, you never know with that guy. Did you guys would have seen Thomas Stack's whip on that lower jump? The one that everyone was scrubbing and oh, yeah. shooting, and he like scrubbed the oh. front wheel manual. Yeah, landed on his front wheel, and, look, and then he did like a bit of a fist pump or a wave to yeah, the crowd yeah. or something. I think he'd already balls the run up higher up, but still. Yeah, he'd, um, already, he'd already crashed, I think. And I mean, that was unreal how many dudes were pretty much flat bottoming that too. Yeah. Some guys were going full, just not even touching the transition. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty crazy. And and clearly, I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen it. If you haven't, spoiler alert, pair on one. Um, pretty big win too. That 1.4 seconds, that doesn't sound like a lot. That was a solid, yeah. solid win for him. Um, yeah, he was on he was on rails, man. He just looked dialed. His rig's dialed. Yeah. yeah. It's quite soft on the front, I reckon. Like a, I don't know, he seems sort of pitched slightly more forward or something. I don't know what it is. I guess it's uh, one of those things that you've kind of got to give up. Sometimes you've got to give up some support for traction though. Because mm. like if your fork's too stiff, then you start losing traction. If it's too soft, then, you know, you start losing support. So I guess maybe he's just gone more the more the traction way than the you know support way he looks like a fucking beast so i'm sure he's strong enough to hold on to it yeah you know if he's going a bit deep in the travel mm. yeah i wonder he looks pretty looks pretty ripped definitely um any disappointments from the weekend anyone that sticks out that you thought Oh, Laurie Greenland. Oh, easily i think easily Laurie sure the kiwis didn't really have a great time Nah, Blinky got a flat. I mean, Tohoto was good in 13th. That was definitely yeah. a great, Outside of great result. Yeah, that was his best World Cup result so yeah. far. I think Eddie might have crashed. Um, I think that was all of our qualifiers in the end. Did Conor Fearon, I mean, he was 19th on that new mm. bike they've got. He probably would have been 19th on his old bike too. That's always around about where he is, eh? Yeah, it's not too dissimilar. True Brosnan is a disappointment, actually. He's coming back from injury, mate. We, we can, we're, we're working on it. We're getting there. We're getting there. We'll get there when it's time. Like there's some baiting going on there. Kona Farron. I mean, although not on a Kona. Um, would he have been better on a Kona, though? Mm, I reckon he would have been. Well, he can't get his hands anymore. on one. They don't make one anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it because their marketing manager hates downhill racing? <laughs> I think he hates a lot of things. Nineteenth, <laughs> probably slightly better than you would have done on that. Yeah, time. surely. Like, surely he's got to be. What did you get on that bike at the last round? Though it was in the twenties, wasn't it? Yeah, but you can't really compare yeah. apples to apples on a totally different track, though. No, no like, true. but you also can't. Definitely a bit faster than this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be in, it would have been interesting. I think he still would have been around there. He just seemed to ride that little bike pretty well. But um, yeah, what happened with Greenland? Yeah. I don't know. It was just wasn't there. It just just kind of looked there. Yeah, I think what's happened is Minar's taking the spotlight again. Minar's back in the number in the driver's seat. You're back in the driver's seat. He's calling the shots. Has he got the good parts on his bike? He's got the good parts. 
Laurie's been given all the last year's parts for his bike. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and, and I think he's suffering. He doesn't. Yeah, it's visible on the results. Maybe, Maybe it was just mental. Up. Maybe oh, he's like, God, yeah. he's like, God, God damn it! This forty-year-old man is just well, putting me to the sword. What happened to? Is his the rot setting in? Is the rot setting in? He crashed in qualifying, I think. So maybe that was just enough to it. knock him back to like take take the wind out of his sails, so to speak. Yeah, didn't have a great qualifier. Hmm. It was a weird one from Greenland because I think he's been good there before, though. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Wonder who's that? Yeah. Uh, who's Anton Roggy? Never heard of him. He'd be pretty good. Seventeenth. Seventeenth. Yeah. No, never I. First person that I don't know that's in the results. So good result. First first person with no team listed by their name. So yeah. Well, kind of Aaron doesn't have a team either. Yeah, but I know who he is. I've heard of him before. Um, fantasy points from round four in our pink bike fantasy league. We had Dylan Paulson. Took quite a handy lead, actually, 765 points. Um, Thin Lizzy, whoever that is, in second. And uh, Evan Powell, Danger, in, uh, in third there. So good result for, for Danger back up in the in the top five. Uh, I've just got to say congratulations to Ferg from the bike station for scoring zero points. Um, oh, none of your fun. riders made the finals, Ferg, so you might want to work on that for next round. <laughs> I slipped in just ahead of Red Dog. Um, I put about nearly 50 points into him, so that's pretty good. Did you pick a team? No, nah, nah, same no, team. Did it same same team. team from last round. <laughs> so we're all right there. Well played. Um, Liam Jackson still leading the leading the series. Thin three points over Thin Lizzie, though. So it's getting getting pretty close. And then Dylan Paulson's actually right there in, in third. So, uh, Liam, you better, you better, you know, Buck up your ideas if you want to win this pack and save um, bib suit ex Tom Bradshaw. So <laughs> is that what's up for the prize? So I think it might be because we haven't found anything better. So <laughs> do you want me to give it to you? Maybe if you guys put some, put some more orders in through troyleadesigns.co.nz OTB podcast at checkout, we might get some Troy Lee kit for a winner. Who knows? And if you don't put an order through, one lucky listener who doesn't put an order through will get that horrific bib short. You do not want that. There's been some bad places. That's motivation of ever I've heard it. Uh, also, last last podcast, I asked if anyone knew what the outro song was to our podcast. And Connor Harvey, who I think is much like me and has watched too many old mountain bike movies, actually nailed it and got it right. It was the Maribor Jill Slalom section from Sprung oh, 3. Yes. Well played. So that's going back in time right there. Connor's an old soul. He's younger than me, and he's you know he, he knows all this shit. So it's good, good stuff there, Connor. Mm. What does he get? Uh, he gets my love. Oh, yeah. So is that a is that a yeah. prize? Nah. I well, I don't know if it's a prize. It's probably probably a curse. Um, is it Katie on the phone? Something <laughs> just a little bit of a tangent here, and um, late breaking Tour de France news: Luke Derber just tested positive for COVID nineteen this morning. Oh, I was going to say. Well, I was going to say fun. who's put, tested positive for COVID. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a bit yeah. of a bummer because he's he's been one good at breaks the last few days. One of the UAE team, um, which they currently have the yellow jersey with uh, Pogacar, uh, tested positive the other day. So I was waiting for the rest of that team to yeah. to crumble. 
which wouldn't be good because I know George Bennett on that team, cousin George, he's um, he hasn't had COVID, so um, he's probably like shitting bricks a little bit. The, um, so they apparently after that, after the last stage, so going into the rest day, they tested everybody and nobody had tested. Yeah. But now that Durbo the Turbo has, uh, who knows what else is out there. <laughs> How about the guy, um, his name escapes me, that won the last stage going into the rest day. Big effort out Jungles. front. Won the stage. He tested positive like four days before the tour. Yeah. And then they managed to prove that he wasn't infectious so he could still race. And then he goes and wins stage nine. Yeah. That's all. It's, epic, eh? it's fucked. I think he's... Um... Yeah, he was quite a way after him actually having it, though, that he was still showing positive. So right. low viral load. Snuck it in there. Yeah. There's our, there's our bit of um, TDF analysis for you guys. Um, we, we spoke about it earlier, but it wasn't on the podcast. But, I mean, Red Dog, big Tour de France fan. We're all in agreement that we think Pogic is going to win. So it's probably, you know, it's not really a hot take. Pretty much a foregone. I'm out of my family. Like, I watched the XC. I watched the XC last night. Yeah, I haven't got Have you watched the XC, Moki? No, I haven't got there yet. I mean, I've been busy. Controversial. Busy Controversial. Man. I heard that uh, there was some vines pushed out afterwards and a bit of... Bit of um, yeah, Nino got a bit of aggro. Yeah, and so did it's... so did one of the dudes, the dude from the union team. Oh yeah, um, Ollie Davies got a fine for yeah. disres- not listening to a commissaire's instructions or something. And I don't right. even think he's racing. No, but he's got he, a broken. Isn't he part of the hand or something? Oh, yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah, he's still part of the team. So I don't know what he was doing, but yeah, Nino. Um, I think Nino got kind of taken out by Flukinger. Flukinger um, in the last wood section on the last lap. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we all knew that. Luca Brido was going to win anyway. Um, he did well to to hold on there though. So yeah, sprinting heavily, it was pretty gnarly. It was um, that was a that was a, a very you know very exciting win for myself. Santa Cruz taking their first World Cup cross country win. That was pretty cool. I thought Maxime Moreau was going to win the opening round, but he got passed by Nino at the finish. So this was sweet redemption. Mm, yeah, um, cool. with Luca taking the win, but that was a tight sprint with him and um, Alan Hatherley. Like it was a. It was a photo finish at the end. Really? So, yeah, I need to back and watch that. That can be tomorrow night. Good racing. Loana Lecomte just, just walked away with the woman's win. She just she does that a lot. She smashes them. Is she going to survive the season, though, or is she still too She's taking, she's taking the overall now. Oh, right. Well, she's, she she's been on the slow burn. That's so McConnell crazy. was like... McConnell burnt all her like matches at the start of the season. Mm. Yeah. And Lecomte, there was one point... There was actually, it was quite funny because there was one point, um, there was the three of them out the front. I can't remember who the other two were with Lecompte, but one of them put a pass, like put a little bit of an attack on her up one of the climbs and she just starts grinning. Like she's just sitting there yeah. smiling. She's just like, yeah, go on. Like, let's see, <laughs> let's see it happen. Risfeds. Yeah, Risfeds put the, put a bit of an attack on her and she just starts grinning like, yeah, okay. Um, speaking fun. of Rizvids, I watched the short track and it was quite interesting seeing some of the different bikes set up that some of them are running in terms of their fit now. Like Rizvids, her bike looks too short for her. Like she's got a it short a little way. Yeah. yeah, and there was a couple of the men as well which were quite short and I just thought surely when they're descending it feels like they're going to go out the front door. But, yeah, I don't know. Because I, I, I do see that. 
I think maybe they're just, I don't know, used to a traditional fit or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I it's agree. not a traditional like fit. It's quite a, they're sitting very upright. Real you know, upright, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rizved is, is the prime example of it. Like, she's yeah, she's very, very upright. straight upright. And it looks like even in an upright seated position, her her knees are like right up in, in her bars. It's bizarre. Hmm. Is, um, has there been any more XC Eliminator rounds on? Anything good? Any more rock climbing walls or anything they've been riding over? Or is that kind of just a one and done this year? Don't know. Don't know what's going I on. Heard, I haven't heard anything. Shit, yeah. yeah, the rock climbing walls, that's so good. Let's uh next one's <laughs> let's snake pit. Let's <laughs> snake pit and you gotta you gotta ride across a skinny across an alligator yeah. pit as well. Yeah. Uh, let's up. move on to Andorra. This is going sideways. Uh let's quickly talk about Andorra. I mean I don't I raced there a couple of times. I raced there in two thousand seven and two thousand eight, but that was we're now onto the third different track in the area this year. So they've actually moved away from the one they've raced recently, the steep one that went down into the village, gone up to, I think, which is the highest peak in the area. So there's been, there's definitely been some videos and stuff out of the track. It's, uh, it looks reasonably long, but it looks a little bit meh to me. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it shapes up for the World Cup though. It's pretty, pretty fast, pretty open. It's going to be, the weather looks real hot and dry all week so the track's going to be fucked and dusty and rough and loose so which will probably be good so, so. that's interesting eh? because the tour is going to andorra maybe tomorrow as well oh wow it's just gonna be busy, yeah, old, busy old time in andorra. crossing paths yeah Everyone's when the tour came to morsey they towed our van <laughs> <laughs> Were you in it asleep? No, nah, we used to just park our van out on the street while we were in Morzine and then one day we went out and it wasn't there. And I was oh, <laughs> And I was like Fuck's sakes, Becca, where'd you park the van? And he's like, No, nah, I swear it was like it was right here, man. It was here. And we're allowed to park it here. And so we chased around like the tour logistics guys or whatever, none of them speak English and we're just heathens we can't speak anything but but english and we eventually <laughs> talked to someone who was like semi in charge and they're like oh you know we just towed it and dumped it in a car park out of town <laughs> so and we're funny. like great which one oh yeah nah it's just down the road like and it was where all the kiwis were staying so they just towed our van and dumped it with all the other shitters that the kiwis <laughs> Living out of down there by the river. Is this the same year that Joe Nation was living in like a bivouac on the other side of the river? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they did have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think him and him and Rufus, Rufus were over there. They had like a like a like a makeshift camp set up on the side of the river, like just pretty much living in like a bivy. Mm. He's got the best stories eh, from those days, man. He has had some incredible times over there. Um. So anyway, we don't really have much to report on in Andorra because we don't have Horseline, who I thought might give us some insights. Um, my favourite highlight from Andorra was when, um, shit, his name escapes me, he runs the Ibis Enduro team now. Um, Robin Warner. Robin Warner's mm. breaks shit themselves and he couldn't stop coming into the keyhole at the finish and he 
destroyed one of the cameramen and the keyhole. Like, put him in hospital kind of thing. Whoa. It was a brutal takeout. I'll find it and I'll put it on the social uh, this week because it was um, it was huge. That was 2008 or nine, I think it was. Actually, I made a race there three times. Uh, another Andorra memory was Nathan Rankin breaking his collarbone after trying to do a backflip <laughs> off a wall at the after party. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, another Kiwi at that same party was arrested and tried to run in handcuffs and was taken down consequently and um, was taken into custody for the night. Um, <laughs> there's, some, there's some memories from Andorra. Do you remember when Hill crashed into the snow? Yes. Off that fadeaway. Yeah, he like got loose off the fadeaway and peeled out into like a snowdrift. Yeah. I do remember <laughs> I don't that. I think I saw that. That was up near the top when it was still like kind of on the off the side of the ski piece and you did this big you just faded away off this like off the side of the ski piece down a bank basically and he was just like going way too deep and then he kind of cocked it up and he found the snow on the side of it huh it's been some interesting um been some interesting races in andorra it's cool this is hey this is what we're what i was talking about earlier it's good they've gone to a i do like they've gone to a new track yeah you know it's awesome same venue same well same town but cool they've gone to a new track so it's good good that they're keeping it keeping it different because yeah i guess they've been at that other one for a few years now so yeah good to have something new the track looks like a flatter lens hide it reminds me of the old a little bit of the old um the original val nord andorra Mm, track yeah it is more like that yeah not as steep for sure the old one was pretty steep so well the the second one so that'll be good any, so are we all in a grants Gwinnell probably top five here? Uh he wasn't in my predictions. If you if you turn the result sheet upside down and read it that way, I would agree. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> that going to be when those kinders get a flat tire again? Uh, I was actually it's funny you say that because I was watching his run and I was like, surely he's not running those kinders at the moment. He actually looks like he's going good. Uh, probably not I've heard like because when they were on Onza another yeah. fucking off brand tyre um, they I don't even think they ended up running Onza by the end of the season but Gwyn I think Gwyn was running whatever he wanted and I think the other guys on the team were still being forced to run Onza oh really yeah yeah do you think I should message him on the gram like just say I believe in you Gwyn I got maybe that's what he needs do that. On this. do that and just screenshot it and then post it on the OTB page do you think he'll reply probably maybe oh. maybe he'll just leave you on scene yeah at least then we can give him stick you, for leaving you tell him the, you could tell him the the guy that has bid against him is the guy that put it to him in 2008 at the um no but he didn't remember <laughs> <laughs> i also i've still got the trophy i took that national and i don't care if he remembers or not Angel Fire, Angel Fire National Round 2008. They said it was someone else. No, it's just it what he heard on the on the microphone. But that's yeah, fine. Nice. I've got the I've got the trophy. Listen to it. <laughs> Is it like the other trophy that you have that's broken? Nah, no, nah, that's just Nathan Sherritt's one that I'm holding on to for him. So, have we got any predictions for this round? I mean. Rachel Atherton's been pretty dominant. If you look through the previous results, there's a lot of uh, her name in there. 
Um, if she turns up, I'm going to say that she's probably going to be fifth. If she turns up. It's funny because you have to go back 2019. That might have been one of her last World Cup wins at oh, yeah. Andorra. Um, and then previous to that, the only other person, well, current, 2018 was Tani Seagrave and 2017 was Miriam. I mean, it's hard to not bet. I mean, it's hard to bet against Miriam or Cammy. Kind of flip a coin, but I'm going to go Miriam. It's Andorra, um, you know, home of common style. Mm. That's that's my pick for the women's. I'm going to go Miriam, probably Cammy. And I tell you what, Rachel's third. Third, she's going to do some more. No, she, she can do it now. I think. I think <laughs> she would only do three or something. I reckon she'll be podium. That's that's just my pick. And Pompon for the win again. Yeah, yeah. She's building some steam. I think it'll be it'll be pretty cool. Sarah on the podium. Um, by the men's, where you can Red Dog. What you got in there? Mm. Piron is hard to... You can't leave him out of your top three. No. You'd be insane. You're on top three. Finals will crash because he's he's had a small taste. Yeah, better go too hard and crash. <laughs> he's going to go looking for that 1.4 seconds, you reckon? Yeah. Reckon Benoit, he's in my top three. Yeah. And I'll go... Nah, I'll back Finals. He's going to make it. He will make it. I reckon Matt Walker. Which one? Which Matt New Walker? Zealand Matt Walker? No. Uh, I'd love for him to be on the podium, but just unfortunately can't quite see it. At an EWS he would. But what are, yeah, I'd back him for an EWS, no doubt. I don't think I don't think I don't think Matt Walker cares about downhill racing too much at this point. What did he say he's... on the gram the other day? It was like it was the fifth time he'd ridden his downhill bike. Yeah. That was that was after not qualifying. It was the first time he'd ridden it, not at a race. So, yeah, I think he's, yeah. I think he's found a good good home in enduro. Um, oh, I'm looking at the previous results, 2019, and they really don't tell me anything. But I mean, it's you'd be an idiot to bet against Peron. Um, I do I do like the Benoit from accounts in the top three as well, and. I'm going to put Minar back in the top three as well. Yeah, I reckon Minar will be up. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I don't top think he'll be three. in the top three, top five for me. Yeah, see, I, I think like if I, I feel like Tebow Umbrella could probably be back in that top five yeah. as well. True. Yeah, I reckon Tebow Umbrella will be. <laughs> Just call him Tebow Umbrella. <laughs> you don't call him that. <laughs> I do now. That's his English name. Deprella's the French. Yeah, I think he'll be a bit. I think he'll be close to the top five for sure. Is Deprella French for umbrella? Yeah, it sure. all makes sense now. Sure, sure yeah. What about Cold though? Can he slide back in? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I could see him being top three. I could see him taking one. Ooh. Wow! Bold prediction. Red dog. No, I think. I think he's probably settled in. Top five is probably as peak this season. His ceiling. How many people have we crammed in the top five so far? About 10? <laughs> About, yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm... Don't forget Gwyn too. Rennie's got to have Gwyn on the top five, so... Yeah, Otherwise, true. he owes me double beers. I've just made that rule up. 
I'm going to message him and just tell him good luck. Right, I believe <laughs> please do. Can you please just send him a message that says, good luck, I believe in you. <laughs> good luck in Andorra, I believe in you. Oh, please do. And then I want to post a screenshot of it on the social. W, though. What's going to happen then? He's like, fuck, this dude, Red Dog. Tim Ferry believes in me. believes in me. (laughs) Oh, man. Well. That would be gold. I don't know. Our predictions have gone. Our predictions have gone sideways, as this show always does. Um, I don't really have anything else to add. Anything else from you guys? No. Hang on. I got nothing. Anything else in your notes, Red Dog? You don't have any notes there. We never talked about Loris. He was a bit of a disappointment yeah, as well. Yeah, he was. was. Just... Actually, uh, that's an interesting point you raised. Yeah, you go. It's funny because we say he's a disappointment in eighth place, and he also had the fastest <clears throat> sector four. No, that was in the qualifying. Oh, that's qualifying. I've got yeah, to say, I don't know. has anyone just had. There were some good finishes aboard that trek early in the piece when they first released it. Mm. And then everyone else has done... That, that bike was last season, wasn't it? They brought that out. Um, what's happened, though? Like, no, I mean, Reese Wilson, yes, he's had some issues, but even when he wasn't having issues, he, he wasn't um, right at the pointy end on that bike, was he? Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? They did slightly change it, or they have slightly changed oh, it. What happened mm. to Cade? But it's only a light change. What's that? Where was Cade Edwards in this race? Cade crashed, eh? And Cade just, and I think he was injured. Oh. Yeah, didn't Cade? Yeah, it was was it practice this round? He crashed and got hurt. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. it was in practice, like one of the first runs. Yeah, it was like first day of practice. He he hurt himself, so he was out. Suicide, sorry, suey going wrong somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did crash from like the Vital Raw. He crashed pretty hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was I didn't watch that. Uh, interesting. So, um, yeah. And the only other thing in my notes, and this is up for you guys to decide, uh, Rob on the broadcast said the intense was beautiful looking. No. It looks something I like... I don't want to discuss it. Yeah, I don't know. Paint it red and make the front monocoque. Are we getting closer? <laughs> I just can't. It's very industrial. I don't like how they've kind of got that big scalloped out piece in it. it doesn't just. Ah, oh, it's such a big scoop. It's just a big old, big old scoop under there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not there. It looks seems like it's working pretty well, but it's not beautiful. Mm. I was happy that Elliot was back in the booth though. Elliot's he, good. yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't have a huge back. problem with Claudio, but man, Elliot adds so much more. He brings so much more insight to the track and to the riders and yeah. And do you notice that Rob has to say far less? Yeah. Mm. He doesn't have to guide him or anything. Yeah. Like Elliot's just got all these really good track insights and, you know, talks to the riders and gets all this, this good knowledge. So Big I fan. am astounded at some of the stuff that he picks up on, like real mm. minuscule details that he, he, he picks up on. I'm just like, well, you he's always been a real analytical dude though. When he was racing as well, he was mm. a dude that could really pick apart his whole program and like, like he, he knew how to kind of analyze it. And I mean, you look at that website as was it go reggae or whatever oh, that he yeah. was doing for a bit where you like broke down, you could break down all the world cup results and everything. Like he's, he's a very analytical dude. So he's good on that side. It'll be a shame if the broadcast doesn't retain him. 
apparently it won't Warner won't be on there. Yeah, I think you bought that out last year, didn't you? So I was wondering if maybe um, Elliot would be because he kind of fits the like he can be quite a clean cut kind of dude if he wants to be. Mm. Mm. He's certainly the analyst. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not really the color guy though. Yeah, need someone more animated like Robbers for the play by play. Someone that gets the excitement and the height. You'd have him and somebody else, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for Not sure. I don't know who it would be. But... Be interesting. Interesting times. Anyway, so when I text Grin, I'll tell you, do I tell him that the bite looks ugly too? Was that? Mm, maybe don't, don't tell him that. Just send him the I believe in you okay. message, please. We don't want it. We I just want one clean message, not muddying it with um, talk about his yeah. bite. Okay, yeah. No, they might be detracting from the. Maybe you could do the bit where you like, you cut him off at the knees, but then you build him back up. Like, tell him his bike looks horrific, but then tell him that you believe in him and that you think he can still podium. Yeah, that could work. Or you could wait. If he doesn't podium, just blame the bike. You message him back. Be like, bro, it was the must have been the bike. Look at that. Must have been the bike. Looks like it was welded in 1995 in a shed in Hamilton. (laughs) It's true. They got Trevor Porter over there. Yeah. Was a true reporter just a steel guy? Yeah, yeah it's not great. Molly, guy. No, wouldn't have been. Nah, nah. Alloys for suckers. You got to heat treat mm. it. True that. Right. Okay. That's enough shit chat for tonight. Terrible uh, once again. Andorra this week. No doubt you'll probably be seeing this. What day is it today? It's a Tuesday. This will probably be out on Thursday, so we'll be into the race by then. Um. And I guess we'll uh, we'll see you next week for a review. Troy Lee Designs. .co.nz, OTB podcast at checkout. The next episode will be from KB's Troyly funded hot tub. <laughs> Can't wait. Are they flying you down for that? You guys- yeah, they're paying for your flights. Oh, yeah, yeah, sweet. Okay. okay, I'll book them and I'll just send you the receipt, KB. Yeah, sounds good. Send it to accounts at otbpodcast.com. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Benoit will get onto it instantly, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, Benoit does a good job. Once, once he finishes up at Andorra. Good man, good man. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. What's up? Whoa, whoa, I come whoa, whoa. from the land of down on Poisonous pen. Read the label carefully, I'm only here for the show. I love hip hop too much to let you feed my ego. In the key of F U C K Y O U. I mean, why do I owe you if you're not helping me through? I mean, why do I owe you if you're obstructing my view? Success is not my class or just a house that's brand new. You see, I irrigate the culture, give it shape like a sculpture. Still complicated, rock like I'm supposed to be. L I T Z like my DJ. Rock to the rhythm like you rock to what he plays.